Welcome. This is Struggles with Strengths, and I'm your host, Chad Doff. This is the podcast about learning through your struggles and failures, figuring out how to take the difficulties in your life, the lessons learned, and then how do you move forward. Welcome back, everyone, to Struggles with Strengths, episode number 46, Success. I can do that. Now what? Now, success for my voice. That's not exactly where I wanted to be this week. I know I've been fighting sickness. I apologize. Been to the doctor twice. I have an antibiotic. I have a steroid. So hopefully uh, when I come back next week, I'll be in full voice. But when you don't have a full voice, that's when you go grab smart your smart friends to help you out and help come on and, and have a conversation. And so my guest this week is my friend Marianne Weeks. She is uh, she works for Johnson and Johnson just like I do. She's in our med tech business, so that's our old medical device business. She's a mother. She's a wife. She serves at her church, and um, she's just my good friend. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's so good to see you. It's funny we met like five years ago at like a random work dinner that I crashed yeah. because because <laughs> like the big boss was in town. I used to work with him, so I didn't know anybody at that meal and we got plopped next to each other by total random and then like we totally have built like this super duper friendship and I believe nothing happens on accident. So isn't that cool? Yes, it is absolutely. Um, I, I don't believe in coincidences either. Coincidences either. It's uh, it's either the God wink or, or serendipity. But uh, when we started talking, it was pretty clear that we had some commonalities and uh, I was fascinated by, you know, your journey and what you had done prior to J&J. And I'm kind of one of those people that I just like, let's dig in and let's just develop that relationship from the start. And we just talked all night and it was uh, it was a good time and it's just continued since. Yeah. And so I was so glad when you agreed to come on the podcast. You've been so you've been a great support for me in the background. And so I'm happy to get you out in front on the on the microphone, but you know what we're talking about, and what we're talking about today is, is success. And and you've had a lot in your career, like, and so people may be saying, "Well, wait a minute, Chad, this is struggles to strengths. Why would you talk about success right off the bat?" But the interesting thing about success is that you can have success in somebody else's eyes, or what the universe says success could be. But in your own heart, that may not always feel the same way. So how do you define success and how do you feel about success? Oh, that, that's a tough one, right? There are a lot of different areas you can say you're successful in your life. You have a successful career, you have a successful family, you know, whatever job you may be doing, um, whatever work you may be doing in your community. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, success is, is you know, is it? Is it just a veil? Like, is there really a definition, a certain pinpoint where you've arrived, right? Where you've actually achieved. And it depends at any given time what you're chasing. Um, so for me, it's, yes, I've had a very successful career. I've been successful in, you know, almost everything I've done, even when there have been bumpy times in the working world. I've landed on my feet. You know, I've been able to s survive some displacements, as uh, many of us have in the corporate world. But even with that, like, I just feel like I have more to give. So in some ways that shows up as, you know, wanting a promotion or wanting a different role or wanting to do something different or something more or something bigger or get involved in, you know, those special things. Um, but it can also be, is that more in that same vein, really what you want? Do you really want more work? Do you really want more success in your right. career? Or is the more that you're looking for in a completely different place? 
Um, and so when you think back, you know, one of the one of the things I talk a lot about with with my mentees and, and colleagues is, you know, what what energizes you and what drains you, right? If you're doing something all day, every day that drains you, be aware of what that is so that when you're going for that next job, you kind of <laughs> have that as a watch out. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, what energizes you? What is it that you just get excited about doing or that you look forward to and, and wish you could do again once you finished it? Um, look for things that can do that. And sometimes in the day-to-day, when you've been doing a job for three, four, five, six years, it, it becomes a little mundane. And you go, okay, yeah, I'm really successful. I'm hitting my number. I'm doing all these things. But it just feels a little empty. Whoa. And so it, it, you question yourself, is that really successful? If everybody else is seeing, but it feels empty to you, is that really success? So how does that, it's interesting, right? That's such, so well said. How does that make you feel then when you put your head on the pillow at night and you've got this empty pit maybe in your stomach sometimes of like, or this kind of scratching on the wall of there's Marianne, there's more, there's more, there's more. And you're like, uh, what, what is, how does that make you feel? Help me, help me understand that restless right it's that restless feeling of i know i feel like there's something else i should be doing um and it's what what is that and um depending on where you are in your life what your background is you may have certain propensities certain things that you know you lean into more than others and are those just out of habit or is that really what you're being drawn to I'm a talker. I love to talk. I always talk, right? <laughs> like I, you know, probably talk too much. Ask my husband. But, um, you know, I, I, I love to talk. I love to teach. I don't necessarily get to do, I do a lot of talking at work, but I don't get to necessarily do a lot of teaching. So what does that look like? And where could I find places in my life to fill that part of the bucket that could maybe give me that sense of feeling more? So, you know, as I lay down at night and I think, gosh, I'm restless. I feel like I want to be doing more. I think, what is it that energizes me? Because that more is because the, you, there's, a, there's a want, there's a yearning, right? And if, you, if you're doing what energizes you, that yearning dissipates. You feel, you feel like you've done it now and that, that itch goes away, that itch has been scratched. Um, and so it's really just a lot of self-reflection of, all right, what are those things that I truly love if I could do anything? And how do I find the time and the space to try to start leaning in so that I can not rely only on the nine to five yep. or eight to 10 or whatever your hours may yeah, be yeah. Um, in the working world. Because I think too many of us, we talk about success. It's always work. It's always career. And at some point we realize that's a lot of our time during the day, but it really shouldn't be the majority of our life. I think one of the most important things for me is to feel like I'm being heard you know, to feel like my ideas and, and what I'm, you know, what I want to put out into the world being received and being heard. Do you feel like you're heard? <laughs> well, you know, the whole teaching part comes back, right? Teachers want to be heard, right? They tell the class to be quiet. Um, and so there is that there is that seed in me of feeling like I have more to say. I have more that I want to say. Um, and there are times I don't know that I should or can or is it worth it. Um, you know, there's the political capital in, in a corporate environment of, okay, if I really think this is a bad idea, is this the forum and the place to say it? Um, and is it even my place to say it in, you know, this is a strategy that's baked and it's going. Um, you know, any of us that, that work in corporate America have experienced that at some point where you, you have to live into something that you maybe don't agree with. Um, it's Is it a career limiting move to comment? Is it maybe 
good for you to say, hey, I think we've got to take a closer look at this particular issue that I think might be a problem because then if they do and you're right, does that, you know, just further your career? Like you're finally being authentic and being heard and sharing that voice that you feel you were given. Um, you don't know which it's, you don't know which way it's going to go half the time. And so um, in a in a corporate environment that can be feel like a fishbowl at times, um, it's it's hard to have a lot that you feel you want to say yeah. um, because you don't really know that anybody's going to hear you if you do say it. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, not that our organization doesn't want to hear. They are always asking for feedback, always taking surveys, but there are also thousands of us. That's right. And I'm just one. Yeah. So why is my voice necessarily more important than anybody else's to be heard? Um, so there's that humility that maybe is getting in my own way. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there's this this yearning to to teach and to share and to to you know express all these great ideas I have. Um, but I I don't think it's work. Yeah. I think I need to fill it another way. But gosh, there are a lot of priorities competing with that. So so how do you how do you deal with that? Right, because you you have your ultra successful job, which is great, and you're a great mom, and you're a great wife. And you work at your church, like you do all of these things, like you have all your, you're spread out in many directions, yet you're still telling yourself or you can, you feel in your gut, right? <laughs> like I'm not there. And I'm telling you right now, there are people listening to your voice right now and listening to your story and they can relate because they're in the exact same spot that you're in, right? Like, yeah, maybe they don't work for Johnson and Johnson, but they're working for a job that they just, maybe they don't love it or maybe they do love it, but that's something else they want to do or they feel pull, a pull because they're having to take care of a an aging parent or a tough child or just re, you know, a tough child. Any child is a tough child in that bucket, <laughs> right? You know, anybody that has the responsibility of, of raising kids like you and I do, um, those things can all be difficult. And so you have all these things swirling and still the questions pop up, right? Like, what else can I do? How can I be heard? Do you feel like you're heard in the other aspects in your life? Or do you feel like you use your voice in the other parts of your of your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. And, you know, it's burnout, Chad. Like, we're all we're all in this burnout zone ever since COVID hit and the really the world turned upside down and changed completely on us and in, in how we work and how we engage and even what's expected is normal anymore. Um, and so I think the burnout element is part of the feeling like there's more, even though I feel spent, right? You, the bucket is empty, but I feel like I have something to give. And that's such a counterintuitive concept. Yep. But it's because, it, again, draining versus energy, right? The, the, the burnout is because you're drained, but the energy comes and can fill that bucket back up in a heartbeat, you know, in the snap of my fingers, if you're doing the right thing, right? So it's, again, about like your own personal purpose, what drives you. If you're feeling that yearning and that hunger and you don't do anything about it, it's not going to go away. Right. And that, and that's it. Like it's, you've got to scratch the itch. You can't ignore it for too long. If you do, you get restless, you get frustrated, you get even further burned out and you feel even less, 
um, purposeful, right? Then you really feel like the hamster wheel and you're just going, going, going and not getting anywhere. So it, it is, um, it has been such a blessing when I was in a weird spot, you know, a few years back work-wise and was just like, eh, I just, you know, I want something different. I want, I need a change. I need to get like that re-energized back. Um, and I had kind of hit a good spot, right? Like I knew what I was doing. I had ramped up. I knew the job. I was doing it well. I was in a good place. And, uh, you know, I decided to really start investing more and in, in, um, committing more time to church and, and the work that I was doing there. And I got to tell you, that was one of the best decisions I made because it fed me. It fueled me. I learned. I grew in my faith and even just my own person um, in what I was capable of and people wanting to hear my voice and asking me to contribute. Um, and while that may be scratching the itch of pride a little bit because I want to be heard, yeah. um, it is what I needed. Yep. And there is a greater purpose it's serving. So um, it was it was probably one of the best decisions I made and had really changed sort of the way I look at my life in general, right? It was, it was work and family and this is what we did. Um, but now there's this whole broader impact I feel that I'm, I'm starting to have or have been having that make that, that, that energizes me. It yeah. gets back to the, you're hearing my voice. I'm, I'm sharing what I feel is important and valuable and it is helping and impacting others, um, which is very different than my day-to-day job. So even sometimes that, right, being, being something completely different than what you do every day. Maybe that's why you're burned out. It's because you're doing something that is maybe like a 30% of who you really are. And it's just where you found yourself. But this other thing that you can do, even if you're only doing a little bit of it, oh, it can pay back in spades just in your sense of being yourself and, and living into whatever that purpose is that you feel is driving you, that that draw, that yearning that you're finally leaning into. So I can hear people right now listening to your voice again. I can... I can picture them in their car or in their home and they hear you and they're like, yes, she has, she's got me. How does she know that that's me today? Right. How does she know this is how I'm feeling? I keep hearing you use the word purpose hmm. and that one comes over, up kind of over and over and over again. Know your purpose. If someone's searching or you're searching or we're searching or continue to search, how do you find your purpose? Hmm, that's a really loaded question. I don't know that I'm qualified to give a, an official answer there. But I mean, again, if you just ask yourself the simple question, what really energizes me? And what is it that when I close my eyes and say, gosh, remember when I did that? I love that. That felt good. I want to do that again. What is that thing? Is it a sport? Is it giving a presentation? Is it doing some particular activity that is maybe just a hobby. Maybe it's playing a guitar or taking photographs. If, even if it's 10 minutes a day, um, it, can, it can pay back so much. So it's the, you know, what would you want to do if you had the free time? What energizes you? What do you wish you could do more of? And if that's spending time with your kids, great, right? Set time aside to do that. Um, but I think it should be very personal. And if your purpose suddenly becomes about making everybody else happy, you've missed the point, right? Your purpose is yours and yours alone. You are uniquely created. You have specific gifts and talents and nobody else is exactly like you. Look at your fingerprint, right? The fingerprint you're placing on this world and what you do is just as unique. So trying to figure out that for yourself is only something you can do. 
Um, certainly God tells you a lot through scripture. And if you're a praying person, I, I can't tell you how valuable that can be. But at the end of the day, nobody else can tell you what your purpose is. And you can't make your purpose other people. What's your What's your purpose, do <laughs> you think? Ooh, um, I am a Christ follower and I want to represent him well. Um, and I want, um, I want my, my, my circle of influence to see that clearly, um, and to do the best I can to build his kingdom. So, you know, to me, it's, it's about who I am in his kingdom, but here on this earth, like that's, that's a stretch really. Oh, okay. Your purpose is, you know, to, to build God's kingdom, but what does that look like? Um, and that's where it, you, you dial down to what are your, what are your gifts? What are your skills? You know, take, take different tests and, you know, personality assessments and whatnot. And you start to get a sense of the things that other people tell you you're good at that keep coming up time and time again, the things that you love to do. Um, and at some point you're going to realize that that's really where you need to be spending your time. Um, but it's hard because you have these other competing priorities. And if your purpose is to be the best possible employee, well, then you know where to spend your time. If your purpose is to be the best possible parent, well, when you do have the extra time, you know where you should be spending it. Um, and I think each each individual is going to have to be obviously on their own journey, just like anything. It's hard sometimes, I think, because when you think about the totality of your day and what you have to do and what you have to get done, the idea of there being extra time for mm-hmm. to do the next thing that we're talking about. I think someone could be like, well, that, yeah, this all sounds great in theory. Like I want to find my purpose. I want to do it. But it sounds to me like a few years ago you were faced with the same thing and you found a way to click into something new with your church. But I know as you're sitting here right now, because we had a long conversation before we even started to record that you're still searching for kind of what is like the next thing to do. So how do you continue to go down that path? Like how does, what's that journey look like for you? Well, you can't lose hope, right? The minute you lose hope there, there is no path forward. Um, You have to trust that there, there is something else. And if there isn't, then it wasn't supposed to be. Right. Again, no coincidences. Right. Nothing happens Agreed. on accident. Agreed. Um, and so it's also, you know, even career wise. Right. You, you, you go for different roles and the door keeps getting shut. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, maybe it's something you need to learn. Maybe it just wasn't the right fit. Um, so you, you can't give up. If you give up, you're never going to get there. And I think that's probably the hardest thing, uh, particularly as, you know, you and I are, are in that sort of midlife zone where. Yep. We've done a lot. We've achieved a lot. We've been very successful and we're still staring down many, many more years going, okay, so I've been successful. Now what? Um, And that now what could be a career change or it could just be a life shift. And if that life shift is simple, maybe whatever frustrations you might have had in the other areas suddenly become a lot less obvious because your time and your energy is spent on that, which is feeding you back, even if it's only a little bit. Um, again, just doing that one thing you love for a very short bit of time can make a huge difference. Gosh, petting my dog for 30 seconds in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lifts my mood. Yep. So, you know, finding those things that um, that can bring you back to yourself, I think are, are really important. But purpose is very tied to your identity. And your purpose is tied to who you believe you are. And if you're putting your identity in the words of somebody else, 
you're going to have the purpose that somebody else has given you. You've got to you've got to find it for yourself because your purpose is going to come out of that. Um, and whatever you've been built like, whether that's for football or singing or you know running numbers in a spreadsheet, um, you're you're going to find a way to lean into that as well as be rewarded for honoring that gift you've been given and actually using it. What I hate to see is people who are yearning to do more and feel they have more to give and they just sit on it and they just don't do anything. And that's what I'm afraid I've started to do a little bit because it gets scary and it gets tiring and you get burnt out and sometimes you just want it to be easy. And you may be successful, but it doesn't feel easy. No. Um, And that's where you're like, gosh, I just need something that like gives me that jolt. Um, so figure out what that might be. And yeah. it may take a while, right? Yeah. You yeah. may have to try some different things. Well, you know what? Like this podcast is almost a year old. Struggles and Strengths is coming up on its, you know, first birthday. But Congratulations. I to- thank you. But I told you as I we sat here in my home studio slash office, make it sound more expressive than it actually is, that I owned I've owned this equipment for almost five years. Mm-hmm. That I was set to do it. I did the research. I tested the microphones, and I, you know, this I know I want to do this, and I have the idea. And then life got in the way, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and you know what? That's okay. Like sometimes, and I talk about all the time about it's okay to not be okay. Sometimes, like you don't always have to have it all together. You don't always have to have all the answers. But at some point in time, you have to, if you want to make a change, if you want to do something differently. You have to start. Like you have to make a start. So my my final question to you is, and I, I like this question to end a lot of times, is if you could give advice to yourself ten years ago, Oof. twenty years ago, what you have what you know right now, if you were going back and you put your arms around sweet little Marianne back then, <laughs> fresh faced Marianne. How sweet I was, but well, that's, yeah, I, <laughs> that's enough. we'll do that's a podcast, a whole nother series that we're talking about starting. Um, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, um, I, I would I would introduce the concept of purpose, and I would say I would say realize that your identity is unique, and your purpose should also be unique. Do not let others define for you what you should be doing, and what success should look like, um, because that's the trap I fell into that so many of us fall into is you get a job with a company or in a particular industry and there's a path that's expected to be followed. And if you don't follow that path, um, yet you're still successful, you're applauded. But if you're not, you start second guessing yourself Mm -hmm. and you start like people question like, well, why didn't they do that? They must not have been the right type of candidate. So the, the decisions you make need to be uniquely yours and don't let those constructs um, stop you from where you really want to go. I did not follow a traditional path to the role I'm in today. In fact, I tried for this role many times over and was told no for lots of reasons, yet I ended up here and I have been very successful. And that story has played out time and time again in my life where I'm not what is expected. It doesn't quite fit, yet I knock it out of the park. Um, and so there's a little bit of an addiction to that too of constantly wanting to be more and more successful because you've done it. And it takes you away from really knowing whether you're doing what you should be. You're doing what is working. You're doing what you're getting applauded for. You're doing what is expected. Yet it may not really be you. Um, 
So that would that would be what I would say first and foremost because I think many of us and myself particularly end up where we are. It's not because we planned it. So the more purposeful we can be earlier in our lives, um, the more likelihood is we're going to land where we meant to land yeah. or wanted to land. Yeah, it's it's such good advice. And and at the end of every podcast, I give you two takeaways, and and Marianne had a hundred there that you could take from, and I probably you will need to listen to this again just to be able to to get them all in. But for me, there were two that really stood out. Number one, you deserve to be heard. Like, don't think that if you're in a position where you're not being heard now, or you're you you know you have more to say or something else to do, that you you deserve to be heard. Right? That's that was a big takeaway for me. And then the second one, you just said it, know your purpose, right? And and that may not be an easy one, right? It may not be an easy one, but in my opinion, the only way you're going to find out is going to be quiet with yourself. Like really sit down, really lean into your kind of your own heart and your own mind and think about like, what is this going to be? And guess what? You don't have to get it exactly right. It's okay. Like there's going to be some trial and some error, but. If you, I believe, if you take the time to do that and are true to yourself, I think you'll be shocked about how much better life can be when you do that. So, friend, what a great joy this was to have you. Will you come back? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this this was great. So, thanks again for all your support and listening. Remember to follow us. And if you like what we're doing, pass it along to a friend, to your social media. Help us continue to grow what we're doing here at Struggle to Strengths. And until next time, be well.